Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is once again time to pull down the feed from the satellite <laughs> and get our nerd alerts. Nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts, For September of 2022. For September. This is my silly justification for uh, all the time I spend online, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And now I get to write it off as uh, work research. <laughs> Just doing some research. That's it, for tax purposes. So don't come after me. No. <laughs> but I usually like to start off with our usual, and that's trailers. Trailers for movies and shows. And this is one we've talked about before. I just made that's the new song for the segment. I love it. I'm going to edit that into all of ours, all, all the rest of them. Well, then I do a second take. Trailers for movies and shows. Much better. I love it. The current trailer is... <laughs> did you watch the Weird Al full trailer? I did watch the Weird Al full trailer. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I've hyped it up so much. I think we've talked about it twice before. Oh, sure. But now it's the full trailer, and yeah. now it's coming November 4th. So I am super hyped. I don't know if you're on the same page that I am, but I am no, all ready for Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. And Rain Wilson is... is Dr. Demento. It's perfect. It is perfect. And oh my gosh. It's like he can't. It's like a parody of biopics. 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 We always talk about how biopics. Where do you fall though? Where do you fall though? What? Do you call it biopics or biopics? Well, it's biography. Yes. Picture. Which is the. So then the biography is the book, graphy book. Mm -hmm. So it's biopicture. (laughs) Biopicture. Biopic. 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 Biography. Biography. <laughs> See, that's not right. It's biography. This is getting in into the the gif-jif argument, <laughs> and I don't want to go too hard on it, but it is biopic. I'm sorry. It's one word. But Rain Wilson, Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood. Weird. The Al Yankovic story mm-hmm. is, now that we have the full trailer, I'm fully hyped for it because we called it on our last Nerd Alerts. They kind of took Weird Al's direction. They almost went full UHF, and everybody's playing it straight. But this seems like a turned up to 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. rock star story, yeah, yeah, yeah. success story. Because mm-hmm. no way, like, watching this trailer, like, I don't think that any of this happened for Weird Al. <laughs> no, I don't think any of it happened. He puts a, maliciously puts a cigarette out in a guy's <laughs> hand. Weird Al would never do that. I think that's the funny thing is this like, it's like Weird Al would never do any of this stuff. That is the funny part because we know Weird Al. We know he's a good, wholesome guy. Yeah. We get to see Weird Al as a normie in a suit. Like he's actually in the movie, yeah. but as like a record executive that's yeah. just like mm-hmm. a civilian. But no way this is actually. <laughs> no. No way this is the actual story. No. We do get to see Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. Any mm-hmm. thoughts? She, uh, Madonna never looked that good. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, I mean, yeah. This trailer is wonderful. And if you're not hyped for this movie, you should be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right now. 
Because it's it's not only are we having Madonna in like peak eighty late eighties, early nineties, I guess. Around the time of Like a Virgin. Oh, so that's like mid eighties. There you go. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're setting up the story, and I, I I don't know where to get into it because everybody in this movie is playing it so straight faced. Yeah, but playing it straight faced because it's so ridiculous of like how much they're turning it up and just going mm-hmm. crazy with it. So apparently, Weird Al Yankovic and Madonna have this illustrious affair <laughs> that leads to like his accordion takeover of the rock music world. It's ridiculous, but. You saw the scene in the trailer where he he's looking at he's looking at baloney on the table <laughs> while my Sharona is playing. It's the old eighties sitcom trope of like, oh, I gotta name this character, so let me look around and see <laughs> yeah. what's available. And oh yeah, my Bologna. <laughs> and his friend says, I got chills. And I was like, I got chills too. <laughs> It's ridiculous, though. <laughs> Dr. Demento discovers him, and he's always dressed. No matter where he is, he's always dressed like Dr. Demento. And his whole bit about, so your name is Al Yankovic, <laughs> but I think your name should be Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay. I think he says something like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> so he has another word to it. Weird out. It, apparently it worked in real life, but of course this is the like turned up to 11 uh, surreal aspect of Weird Al. But I, I bring this up to also mention like Daniel Radcliffe could never work again. Like he made his Harry Potter money mm-hmm. and he could be done. Like, really? Is that true? He made eight movies yeah. based off Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure. But if you look at Daniel Radcliffe's body of work outside of Harry Potter, it's stuff like Equius. He did a Broadway play. Mm-hmm. He did Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. He did Guns Akimbo, where he played a person that had <laughs> guns mm-hmm. like surgically attached to his hands for an entire movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of love it. Like he's a nerd that made his bag, and now he's like, if you want me to play a weird part, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Out, yeah. You're probably right. He probably didn't make his money, and that's why he can be like, "I don't need, I don't need money, so I'm just going to do fun stuff." Because none of the stuff he's done could have paid very well. Oh, not at all. Yeah, but like, I kind of love it. Like, I hope that Daniel Radcliffe is like a, I don't know if Leonardo DiCaprio is the right sort of analogy to that. Mm-hmm. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, like he was famous from Titanic and everything else, yeah, and yeah. then he just decided to be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, whatever." If Daniel Radcliffe takes that same route, I, I fully support it. Will you fully support 25 and you're done? <laughs> not, not, not necessarily that. <laughs> but I do love the fact that Daniel Radcliffe like, has the security to say, hey, I'm doing weird stuff now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing art house stuff mm-hmm. now. Because that seems to be lacking in our commercial media at true, the moment. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. And also, isn't am I am I wrong or am I right? Isn't Daniel Radcliffe the one who made the anti-paparazzi outfit? He wore the same outfit for like a year in a row. Yes, it was the same jacket, the same shirt, the same pants. Yeah, so that people that were taking pictures of him couldn't sell it because he wore the same outfit, walking yeah. dogs yeah. for a year. Exactly. In a row. Yes, that that's awesome. I love that because it's like I can only imagine. I see that, and then my imagination goes to the paparazzi guy, yes. like going to like the sun or whatever, and being like, like they always have accents to me, paparazzi. <laughs> I don't know why. 
and being being like I've 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 these pictures of Daniel Radcliffe here and and he is doing and they're like this this is a picture from six months ago and there's like no this is from today you He's know wearing the same outfit it's like no this is just I don't know it's brilliant it's funny though you have an accent for your paparazzi guy mm-hmm. my nerd brain always go to Peter Parker and J Jonah Jameson he's <laughs> like bring me pictures of Spider Man mm-hmm. and Peter Parker's like here's a new picture of Spider Man he's like oh he's wearing the same outfit. <laughs> Oh, but support to Daniel Radcliffe and all you do. Like I said, it's coming out November 4th. It's coming out on the Roku channel, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. Like, I know the Hulus, I know the Netflix, I know the Amazons, but Roku apparently is doing all of its own sort of original programming. Sure. It's Why a not? weird place to, for it to show up. Ha ha ha. Oh, Weird Al, I get it. I want to see more Evan Rachel Wood as a Madonna, though. She's, <laughs> she is pitch perfect. Like, I know that's playing on a trope and sort of like that's the character Madonna put on, but ooh, from that trailer alone, it looks it looks great. In <laughs> uh, other movie news, we got Matt Reeves, director of The Batman, that mm-hmm. we did a whole podcast about mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pattinson. <laughs> I mean, Pattinson. <laughs> Apparently, this is a new thing, but he has a deal, and he signed with Warner Brothers, and he said, hey, Warner Brothers, you get first look and exclusive rights to all that I'm doing. Hmm. So now Warner Brothers gave Matt Reeves a whole bunch of money to produce more Batman stuff. Did mm. you know that was a thing? No, but it's weird. It sounds like something from old Hollywood. That's it. Like uh, he's under contract. But that's kind of what they're setting up is that, so we have the first, The Batman, with Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. great. We talked about it. Go check out that old episode. He's in development to do the Penguin spinoff series mm, yeah. with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm doing his own thing. There's even talks that he's going to do a Batman Arkham, mm-hmm. which I don't have any details about, but if they base it off the Arkham video games, mm-hmm. I mean, you can pull from that days on days on mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. All that's in development, and apparently Warner Brothers is footing the bill for all of it. They say, we love what you're doing, and we're going to pay for whatever you want to do for the next however many years. Mm. Interesting. Like, you say it like it's an old thing, and I, I guess it was in Hollywood because they used yeah. to pay, like, old actresses and old actors to be like, hey, you're part mm-hmm. of our company now. Yeah, yeah. But it's come back in at least the last decade. So mm-hmm. I found some other examples. Like, Judd Apatow has a deal with Universal, and they apparently put out all his movies. Jordan Peele, with the he's the new sort of, like, horror movie genre mm-hmm. phenom. He's also with Universal. Mm. But they've done this with Brad Pitt. They've done this with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They've done this with George Clooney, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. Who knew? I didn't. But it's crazy. Like The thing that gets my attention about all this is that in these clauses, so they are giving these actors sort of leeway to make the films that they want to make, which is great because it's like, hey, make what you want to make. We support you. We don't care. Ideally kind of what the PR vision of it is. We trust you and we know you're going to bring good things to it. But what's in these clauses that, especially for Jordan Peele, I know for a fact, is that not only does he get to bring his first look pieces to these companies, but he also has the right to bring up people that he knows into these companies. So it's kind of like the nerd, like send the elevator back down, Mm -hmm. bring up your friends, let them do what they want. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means for Matt Reeves, but it does mean we get there is a sequel for the Batman in the works. Uh-huh. Like I said, the Penguin series is happening, and mm. then apparently a Batman Arkham series. Mm. 
Interesting. I can only hope they base it on the on the video games, mm-hmm. but time will tell. And I know this is September nerd alerts, but because it is mm. September, that is the month before spooky season. Yeah. So all the all the little headlines and tidbits are coming in because spooky season is fast approaching, and by it spooky is. season I mean Halloween, October thirty first. Mm-hmm. My question for you: Do you Ooh. have a Halloween series that's sort of your go to, sort of your favorite? I know you you're kind of a take it or leave it horror movie guy, but I am a take it or leave horror movie guy for sure. I really know I really don't like horror movies all that much. I know. So there's not really a like a hard like horror like thing that i'm into okay i like some of the adjacent stuff in horror like some people say that like alien is a horror movie true and like predator is a horror movie i got you i always saw those as sci-fi movies but um, (laughs) fair yes i (laughs) I hear you and then adjacent things like like things that have like vampires in them or you know creepy things like that but frankenstein and dracula and thing but there's none of the like the slat i'm not a big slasher movie thing i got you i really like gremlins a lot there you go but still to me that's like puppet fun you know it's because when i think horror movie i think of like friday the 13th and halloween and nightmare on elm street and i've seen all those before because you know when you're a teenager and I was of the age when that stuff had already been out, really. Mm-hmm. And you're over at someone's house, and they're like, oh, put on the table. <laughs> you know, so you see it. Then Night of the Living Dead and stuff like that's fine. But, you know, if for my money, I'm more of like an Evil Dead kind of guy. More fun than horror. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, on, you're on the record for being a big Ghostbusters fan. Like, Yeah, I like Ghostbusters a lot. I like that counts as a Tim Burton movie. stuff. Exactly. A lot. I really like Tim Burton stuff. I mean, I'll... I'll Beetlejuice it up all day long. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, his every all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. There you go. So I would call that gothic more than horror. It. Okay, I think I'm more of a goth person. Well, then I'll narrow it down for you. If you had to pick between Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, yeah, or Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, which way do you fall? Okay, so we're going with Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, or Freddy Krueger. Yes. Okay, Mm, that's a good one. Let's parse this out. So Michael Myers, he's got the... The The killing kids at camp sort of whole slasher flick. Yeah, and he's he's (laughs) just wearing a jumpsuit and a William Shatner mask. I'm glad you know that tidbit. Okay, good. I know my stuff. I just... (laughs) That's so funny, though, that his mask is like... Once you, like, I learned that, now I can't unsee yeah. it. And it helps to, like, disassociate from the horror aspect mm-hmm. from it because I'm like, oh, it's William Shatner. Right. And then you got, like, Jason, who's, like, wearing the hockey mask and is also kind of wearing a jumpsuit and yep. has been drowned and <laughs> keeps coming back. And then you got Freddy Krueger. Yeah, for my money, Freddy Krueger's the best one because he's... It's more supernatural. He's in your dreams. He's got the cool, crazy <laughs> gloves with the knives on the end of it. It's and Robert Englund. It's for sure. Robert Englund. He's as also there's a whole psychological element to it too. He kind of messes with you, talks to you. The the other guys are pretty much just coming to kill you. And they're silent killers for sure. Yeah. And we talked about like we did a whole bunch of things on Stranger Things, yeah. and that was very Nightmare on Elm Street influenced. Yeah. Which was a benefit to it, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. because that series is great. Yeah. But in the news, there is more news about Halloween, which is Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't have any Friday the 13th news. I don't know if they're bringing that back for spooky season. I would say Halloween has the scariest of the themes. Absolutely. Yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. On his sins, man. Yeah. Oh, hard to beat. But this is like, okay, so the new one is called Halloween Ends. Mm Mm-hmm. The good news is Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. Okay. She's still getting work in the... Ho- like, she did Halloween back in the 80s. Yeah, 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 And now she's doing it in 2020. It's great. I love it. Thumbs up to it. But apparently she's going up against Michael Myers again, who may or may not be just a copycat Michael Myers, mm. which I don't know if that's a Hollywood cop-out. Like, mm. if you're going to kill off Michael Myers and then bring him back as somebody else or kill off Michael Myers and have him come back, like, make up your mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get that horror movies are sort of loosey-goosey and then you can be like, oh, yeah, he didn't die. He has a he has a voodoo soul or whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> voodoo soul. That was a great album from 1968, though. <laughs> but that's the thing with Halloween is that, like, so they did the whole run originally in the 80s to the 90s, and then Rob Zombie came back and did Halloween again. Mm-hmm. And then outside of the Rob Zombie movies, they did Halloween and Halloween Kills. And now this is technically the end of that trilogy outside of all the other movies. Okay. But they're kind of just reaping reaping the benefits of the old trilogy, of mm-hmm. the old series, and saying, he's back again. Mm-hmm. Is that okay for horror movies? Is that a cop-out? What are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it depends on if what you've established in your lore in mythos of the character. <laughs> Fair enough. And Michael Myers has been all over the place, right? It's just somebody in a mask who's just great at stalking and killing people. That or is it like a like cuz Jason is like like undead or something. That's yeah. there's something going on there. He goes to space and fights Freddy Krueger. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then Freddy Krueger's like I don't know what he is, like a demon or something. He's something supernatural, <laughs> right? True. So, yeah, I can see why you would have the brain block or the, I don't know if I want to call it a brain block, but, you know, I can see how you chafe at, like, what do you, you've never really established what this guy is. True. Is this just a serial killer or does he have the voodoo soul, like you said? And, like, I think it's Halloween 4 or 5 where it's actually his mom controlling the body of Michael Myers. Right. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibilities for them to do weird stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I'm glad that it's continuing. It's part of the whole series. Like, that's with Nightmare on Elm Street, with Friday the 13th, with Halloween. It's fun that it's just, here's the new installation. I get that. It's kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I do have to laugh at, like, here's the reason this person came back. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back, so high five to that. For me, one of the spooky season headlines that I did fall in love with is that Hellraiser is coming back. Did you oh. ever? Were you ever a fan of Hellraiser? It's the guy with all the pins in his face, right? Pinhead. Yeah, exactly. Pinhead and his Cenobites. They even gave mm. a word mm-hmm. to his demonic friends that he summoned. Yeah, yeah. Was that ever in your wheelhouse? I think I saw the one, the original one. Fair enough. And then, like, fine. <laughs> Like, I always, I never, I always saw these things at someone else's house. Absolutely. Like, I never, ever was like, I'm going to get rent this now. I never, there was too much, I was renting other things. Yeah, you were never seeking it out. No. Well, just for the details on the So hill. I might have seen two or three, <laughs> I don't know which one I saw. Well, I saw one of them with that guy with the pins in his face. <laughs> but that that's the thing with all these horror movies is that there's at least six of all mm-hmm. of them. And that's the funny part. You'd be like, I saw the third one. It's like, okay, there's seven more. But with Hellraiser, it is coming back to Hulu. There's going to be a movie and a series, which is fun. 
the movie is confirmed to be R-rated, and it's by David Bruckner, which is good because he did The Ritual and VHS and Soulbound, which mm. just, I'm more of the horror aficionado mm-hmm, nerd, mm-hmm. so I say based on those recommendations and the things he's already done, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. But Pinhead, he's classic. Like He says like maybe 10 words every movie but he's got his puzzle box and he's got his creepy demons. Like there is no point to it. It's just like, let's watch how people die or let's get gory for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I get how some people cannot like that, but I'm kind of a fan of it. Yeah, so. yeah. But there is going to be a Hellraiser TV show on HBO as well. And both of them are going to be produced by Clive Barker, who was ah, the original. Yes. Clive Barker, yes. He's the original mm-hmm. creator and writer of it. So the fact that they're keeping everybody in the same loop is a thumbs up mm-hmm. for me. You know, I think I know more than I should for not seeing those things because of that of Fangoria. Absolutely. Because I had a friend who had like it's uh, must have had a subscription because he had stacks of them. But talk about and, a nerd moment like Fangoria is yeah. such a niche magazine. Yeah. And I looked through it because I mean it was kind of neat because they all they showed you like how they did the effects and stuff in there. Absolutely. And it was always neat to see. It's it's kind of funny because I like. Even though I saw that Fangoria, I was like not able to separate it that much. But then I remember to not have my kids scared of that stuff. I would, if they're watching a movie, not a horror movie, but any movie that had something gory, I'm like, this is all fake. This is movie magic. Don't yep. be scared. I got you. And I've pushed them into a place now where they think horror movies are awesome. So that's like a thing where it's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's our, there's our discon, our parental child. There's always a parental child disconnect. <laughs> Because they, I approve of the like most yes. of the music they like, and yes. and generally everything else. But that's the one thing where it's like, how can you watch that? <laughs> you know, I totally get it though. I do have to side with your sons though, because like we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we're a fan of the practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that usually implies like Star Wars practical or Jurassic Park mm-hmm. or all the old '90s movies where it was less CGI and more mm-hmm. like what can we do behind the camera to make it look real. Yeah, yeah, That was always my fascination with Fangoria, with horror movies. It's like, yes, this is gross and gory and bad and evil and horror movie-esque, but mm-hmm. how did they accomplish right. it? Especially like you, like you said, you're a fan of the Evil Dead. Like yeah, yeah, That yeah. was one of the originators. True, true. Like they used cornstarch and red blood dye mm-hmm. for their blood. Like it was super simple, but you're like, it looks like blood. Yeah. So... That's where I get into horror movies. It's not so much like I want to be scared or feel weird. It's more like how do they accomplish it? Like this is creepy and I know it's sensational, but I kind of want to see the strings pulled. Yeah. I wonder if that's where they're at too because they really seem to dislike. They've complained about the overuse of the like, what what do you want to call it? The cracky, crunchy body (laughs) that turns into a spider and crawls on the ceiling. Yes. Because that's all CGI when they do that. Absolutely. And and they've kind of complained. They're like, ugh, enough of that. <laughs> if if your sons were here, I would argue with them, like, go back to The Exorcist. Like, when she was going upside down, down the stairs, in the spider crawl, that was all practical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what? This is weird. And I get that everybody's ripping it off now. Yeah. But even still, that was a thing, like... Yeah. And the Foley artists that are, like, cracking those bones, it's like, <laughs> what are they using? Is it celery? Is it, like, potatoes? Or, like, you know, all those things. But, oh, yeah. So Halloween Ends is coming and uh, Hellraiser movie and series. And then the last of my spooky season news 
is uh, Guillermo del Toro. Ah, Guillermo del Toro. We we hyped him up because he's doing a creepy Pinocchio to mm-hmm. balance out Disney's <laughs> wholesome family Pinocchio. But apparently he's making a series. It's scheduled to premiere on October 25th, so perfect time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But it's based on his sketchbooks, which I've always loved. Have you ever seen Guillermo del Toro's sketchbooks? I've seen some of his drawings and, and stuff. I guess that must be from his sketchbooks then. That's it. So, like, he does a sketchbook for every project he does. Uh-huh. But outside of that, he's just a nerd that, like, yeah. every time he gets a creepy idea or has a dream or whatever, he writes it down, mm-hmm. illustrates it as best he can. And so this is sort of all the cast-offs. So it's going to be an anthology series. It's going to be eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And they don't really, they don't necessarily relate to each other, but it's Guillermo del Toro's like, here's what creeps me out in eight different stories. And it's the Cabinet of Curiosities coming October 25th. Mm. Yeah. I watched the trailers pretty much. You can't really tell what's going on with the trailer, but the yep. names that they put up there, there's a lot of, he doesn't name the directors. He just says from the people who brought you. Yes. And then there's a bunch of names of movies. Such um, as the Babadook, the yeah. uh, Splice, Mandy, mm-hmm. Twilight. I don't know why that's in there. <laughs> well, because <laughs> someone from Twilight. <laughs> There's going to be um, sparkly vampires. But there were some of the performers named in there that really stood out to me. Absolutely. I mean, Crispin Glover? He's, like I thought he was impossible to work with and no one would do anything with him anymore. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm with you. That's George McFly, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, and he was a pain in the butt back then, apparently. And then also Rupert Grint, speaking of Harry Daniel Potter. Radcliffe that's and it. Harry Potter, that's a Mr. Weasley. And he's he's done a similar thing, too. A lot of people are like, whatever happened to that guy? Exactly. But I see him in all kinds of stuff, and it's always like more arty house. So there's a really good, I wish I could pull it off the top of my head and just look it up. There's a really good World War II movie he's in where he's like a downed bomber pilot okay. in somewhere in like the Arctic Circle or something. And... Or he's a pilot. Anyway, long story short, he and a German, their planes both go down at the same time. I got you. And they're the only ones left to survive. And they're in like the Arctic Circle or something. And they end up finding this little cabin and they have to like cohabitate and because it's the only place to survive. But they're enemies. They're enemies. Okay. It's interesting. It's really good. That sounds like a conflict yeah. for a great story. Yeah. Absolutely. I just found it now. Our producer, Not Scott, just sent it to me. It's Into the White. That's it. Into the White. Yeah, there was a... A war action movie starring Rupert Grint. Yes. There you go. It's really good. And that's the thing. You can find... he's If you look at his IMDb, he's been consistently doing stuff, much like Danny Ratcliffe has, but it's all like little and odd and interesting. This ties in more into odd and interesting, but the headlines I've seen most for Rupert Grint is that he opened up a food truck. <laughs> like, I know that's outside of the movies, but props to you. Like, do what you want. What kind of food truck? Uh, that I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to look it up, and that would take way too much time. British food isn't known for being good. But he's a Harry Potter kid. He's probably uh, been experienced to, Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Here's my curry, or Unless here's my English, weird ice cream. The English breakfast. <laughs> I really, that's like, I, I really want to experience that traditional English breakfast. It's a crazy. Full, a full English Yeah, breakfast. full English. It's got beans. And black pudding. Yeah, interesting. And tomatoes. Yeah, in the morning. Weird things in the morning. I'm ready for it, though. I'm with you. But that has to be like a Saturday. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't have like, I'm going to work after eating no, this breakfast uh, no, kind of day. No, <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's. That's a lane in lane in the park after exactly. eating that type of day. Or maybe going to the beach, who knows? Mm. 
last on the spooky season news, but this is more lighthearted. Uh, Disney is doing another Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, they, wait, another? Wait, they did one already? Okay, well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase. Disney is doing a Haunted Mansion movie <laughs> based on their attraction at yeah, Disney yeah. World Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. We've all been there with the long paintings yeah, yeah. and the, the crazy seats. Yeah. Good one. That's a good one. I like the old. I like the old rides better. See, okay. Anyway, so this time it's going to be Jared Leto and Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, horror icon yeah. coming back. But this is the second time. Do you, they did it with Eddie Murphy, like two thousand three. <laughs> okay. Okay. So forgettable. You aren't the only one. It's forgettable for anybody. But here's the weird reason I bring it up. Apparently, Disney has been doing a whole slew of movies based on their rides. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's that's one, just that concept is alone is weird to me. Pirates just, of the Caribbean. That's okay. So that's one <laughs> that's, of them. <laughs> that was huge. But they made five movies based off a ride. Yeah. I, I get that Johnny Depp is good. I love Salma Hayek. I love Barbosa. Like, I love those movies, but it's based off a ride. Mm hmm. They did it with Haunted Mansion. They did it with Mission to Mars, The Country yeah. Bears, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, yeah. I actually like Tomorrowland. That's uh, the one with George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney. It okay. bombed. I don't know why. I thought it was good. Because it's based on a ride. <laughs> and well, then the last one is Jungle Cruise, I think, is the newest one with oh, uh, yeah. Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. but I mean, <laughs> they, they were making movies based on board games. True. Battleship. True. And then what else dumb ones did they do? I'm surprised they haven't done like Monopoly. I was going to say Monopoly. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Well, if we go way, Scott way back. Scott would like Rock'em Sock'em Robots as a they, movie. Mel Brooks did Clue, which is based on a board game. That's true. Yeah. But Clue, I would hold to a higher standard because mm-hmm. that movie is excellent. And if you have any qualms about that movie, you can write me right now <laughs> because I will fight you because <sighs> Clue was awesome. I just had no idea that Disney had this whole lane. Like, it makes sense. Like, I know all these titles, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that Disney had this whole lane based off just attraction rides. Yeah. Like, we have this loose story for your 20-second sort of foray through mm-hmm. this roller coaster, but we're going to make a whole movie out of mm-hmm. it. But they're bringing Haunted Mansion back. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know about Jared Leto, but mm. Jared Leto is playing the Hatbox Ghost, which apparently is a creepy dude with a hat. Okay. And then Jamie Lee Curtis will be the main star in that she's the mother that has to protect her children from the haunted mansion. But we also have Rosario Dawson, oh. Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, Dana oh. DeVito, and Tiffany Haddish. So oh, nice. They're bringing in some heavy hitters for this one. That's a good cast. <laughs> it's funny because obviously in the press release, you're supposed to go, oh, yeah, the hat box goes. It's really funny. Nope. <laughs> it's really funny because there's there's so many of these Disney heads. Yes. That and they like know like all the that stuff. You know? Shout out to our friend yeah. Doug. He knows all those stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, okay. Like I kind of remember what was going on in there. Yep. I guess there was a story. I don't know. I just thought I was like, I want to see the cool thing that was built <laughs> back when Walt Disney was probably still alive. That's why I like the old ones. I get it. And like, if we're talking about Haunted Mansion, like I've been on that ride, but mm-hmm. the really thing, the only, the only really big thing I remember is that like there's a, a little girl with an umbrella and she's on a tightrope. Okay. And then the painting scrolls down and you see alligators ready. ready oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. But does that character have a name? Yeah, is that a, probably. Is that part of the Haunted Mansion lore? I have no idea. Yeah, That's just the sense memory I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, but on to lighthearted news because it isn't exactly October yet. Dan Harmon 
creator of Community has just come out with news that the popular phrase that all the fans repeated on Twitter and Instagram for the last seven years has always been six seasons in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. So guess what's finally happening? A movie? A movie. <laughs> There's going to be a community movie after seven oh. years, like I said. Wow. That's like, wow. That's, wow. Exactly. Also, this is the last movie, not this one. Wow. That's crazy because, okay, yeah, tell me. Tell me more. Is everyone coming back? Because those people are like all really like heavy hitters now. And they're all established. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there is a, a, there is a preempted question that I will lead this into, and you already answered it with your wow, but apparently like everybody involved has confirmed that they're coming back. That oh. includes Joe McHale, Donald Glover, Allison Brie, Ken Jeong. Chevy Chase is still a maybe. Well, he's dead. Is he dead? In the show, he's dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, so, oh, well, then we'll get in my questions then. Here's my two questions. <laughs> you totally threw me off. I thought, like, Chevy Chase is dead. I was about to have to go on the internet and just have to pause this entire podcast. No. So, okay, two questions. One, has it been too long for a community movie? And 1B, follow-up question, it seems like community was split between, so there's six seasons. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it was split between with Chevy Chase and without Chevy Chase. Right, right. So, like, where do they pick up? Has it been too long? Is Chevy Chase coming back? What would you want? I don't know. I mean, Chevy Chase seems like he's a pain in the butt more than Crispin Glover is (laughs) to to put in anything. I mean, I would forgive them for not putting Chevy Chase in there. I'd get it. I hear you. And plus, they killed his character off. Um, I totally forgot that. But no, I'm surprised because like, I wonder if it's one of those things where enough time has passed that a lot of those people are like nostalgic for it now. It's almost like a class reunion because I mean, Donald Glover is like a stratospheric star at this point. He's doing, he's making his own. Yeah. And so that would be one of the ones I'd be like, they're going to get him back. Yep. And then Alison Brie is, she's top tier right now too absolutely so i'd also say like oh you're gonna get her back (laughs) you know no offense to the other people on there but i think joel McHale's up for anything that seems like it's a good time absolutely and same with ken jong yep he seems like oh that sounds fun i'll do that and i'm not trying to cast shade on any of the other people too but you know there comes a point where people are in their career we're like, yeah, that's a little funny show I did back in the thing. But now I'm like, I'm doing my rap and I have a whole different persona. I'm, I'm the, a higher tier. Yeah, Scheduling you know. is hard. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I, get, I get all that too. I forgive people for that too. And I'm not trying to cash shade on any of them. But mm-hmm. if, no, I'm with you. If, he could, if, if they can pull that off, yeah, bring it to me. I mean, I'd like to see how you would figure out what to do. I guess it'd probably... Dan Harmon's such a silly boy. Yes. I could see him either being logical and doing the time jump or literally just being like, no, this is the next day after the last episode. It really could go either way. I do. You you mentioned it and this. It sparked in my brain. I would imagine he would be totally silly boy and that maybe there's a time jump. Maybe it's the next day, but it really is just like. Here's all the characters you love, and they're going to mess around for two hours, and then we're going to be done with yeah. it. Like, just to satisfy. Because mm. he made this announcement when he made the announcement for the new Rick and Morty, which I didn't think that show would go for as long as it did. Yeah, yeah. But that's huge, that show. It's to- But that would totally be in Dan Harmon's wheelhouse to be like, hey, like, these are 35, 40 year old people that are still in community college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's mess around for two hours. Yeah. 
I'm with you on Joe McHale and Ken Jong just being like, hey, I'm game to have fun and play around. The only person I know that's officially confirmed it outside of Dan Harmon is Allison Brie. So, oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, she did just have her glow show canceled on Netflix. <sighs> no, that show's so good. Stupid Netflix. It was great. I, <sighs> Netflix, the fox of the modern era. Ugh. I have another point we can get into about <laughs> Netflix, but Allison Brie has also confirmed it, so that's why I'm bringing up the story. So it's like it seems like most of the cast is happy to do it, mm-hmm. and it's always been a thing. The fans have been raving, and Dan Harmon did say the script is done, the pilot and pitch is done. It's just a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. So everything is done now. It's just a matter of the studios and all the paperwork or whatever, just to be like, okay, it can come out now. Mm-hmm. But seven years after the fact, I have no idea where they're going to do. Crazy. But you mentioned Netflix, so I'll get into this right now. We've talked about this on the podcast a little bit. Netflix is super cancel crazy. Ugh. Like, if you don't like four episodes, show's gone. Yeah. If you like one episode, show's... Ugh. So here's the newest conundrum. Um, there's two current awesome stellar shows on Netflix right now, and that's Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. And House of the Dragon, mm. Game of Thrones came back. It's just weird that it's on Netflix. Why isn't it on HBO? It's weird. Uh, but both of those came back. And so uh, Sandman, I've watched. I love. I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan. I'll say that right now. The show lives up to its source material. But uh, Neil Gaiman has gone on Twitter to say that, hey, we're into 21 days of our 30-day test period. So apparently Netflix has this 30-day, like, let's see how you do. Huh. And then we'll decide if we renew it. Hmm. House of the- Neil Gaiman, you're not supposed to give up the. It's so weird. It's it's like it's like Netflix is like a weird cult, you know. Yeah, don't like show no behind one, the scenes. Yeah, no one knows what's going on. Don't reveal too many secrets. Yeah, okay, sorry. But that's that's why I love Neil Gaiman because I guess it's the he British part of him. He doesn't care. It's, it's he's so successful. He is yes, yeah. but there is that sort of British attitude to be like Ricky Gervais or like yeah, yeah, yeah. all the what we do in the shadows people. Right, they're right, like. Right. Here's what we do. Like, why? Why is this so like yeah, coveted or secretive? But, but uh, yeah, I mean, he writes a book and just is a bestseller immediately. That guy. So, and I love him more for his book than his comic books. Yeah. But here's the weird thing. So, like, Sandman is on Netflix. That's Neil Gaiman, and he has done the whole like reveal of that they're 21 days in their 30 30 day period, mm-hmm. and he still doesn't know if they're getting more, mm-hmm. even though it's breaking all these records. It's like it's number one streaming for like multiple countries. House of the Dragon, it's on HBO Max. They get one episode, and HBO is like, season two, let's go. It's uh-huh. like, what? I mistakenly said that it, House of the Dragon was on Netflix earlier, but it is on HBO. Like, what is the divide between the two? Um, HBO is, I don't know. Does HBO have more, like, just free time and money to be like, <laughs> why not? And Netflix is, like, super trying to, like, get the margins? Like, what is the deal? I don't know. I always keep hearing, and I don't look into this stuff because I don't know. I I, don't, <laughs> I think I don't have the time. But I always keep hearing that like Netflix is hemorrhaging money. It's like it's like failing. That's true. And HBO isn't. I mean, I I don't know. They have been around for longer. Yeah, I don't know what the difference would be. I don't know if just HBO has like coffers full of gold that they've accrued since the eighties when they started. <laughs> And that's why, they, I don't know if they're better diversified. I mean, from what I've heard is Netflix, really, their model was keep getting subscribers. Exactly. And they, and, but they've gotten to a point where, like, almost everyone on the planet has it already. So what the heck are you going to do anymore? I got you. Because they don't have advertising. HBO, 
I don't know. Like, I've seriously, maybe it's, I don't know if it's because HBO owns some of these properties. Like, is like the Game of Thrones merch? Are they getting a piece of that? Maybe. And that's what's helping them out. Mm -hmm. I know that I've gotten some a lot of Stranger Things stuff. Like my kids get Stranger Things merch and it has the Netflix. It'll have the Netflix logo on it yep. somewhere. So you'd think they were getting a piece of that. And that's one of the biggest things ever. <laughs> so is like that the only thing that's keeping them afloat? Are they like a band? Where it's just like they're not making anything off the ticket sales, but the merch, like we got to sell the merch. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'd like to see what's behind it. What's propping HBO up to the point that, because I mean, they just had one episode of this show. That's it. That comes off of a, a later se a season of that was written by everyone at HBO that people were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. If we're talking about you the know. end of the like OG game, yeah, of that's Thrones, what I'm saying. It was poo pooed by most everybody. Exactly. So it's they're not even like you'd think they'd like reel a few of them out first and be like, is this getting received well, or yeah. is this like the end of Game of Thrones? And yeah, it's interesting. Is it just nervous executives? I I don't know. I I can't stand Netflix doing that. It makes me so mad because I really like Cowboy Bebop. Yes. And then they that Anne with an E show was really good, and that's mostly Canada's fault, but also Netflix was involved in that somehow. There's all kinds of this weird stuff that goes on with Netflix. I don't, I don't know. And, like, I'm kind of with you. I get, like, not following it because, like, who knows where do you read it and how do you keep up with it because there's yeah. a new show every week that, like, here's the new show you, you should watch on your streaming service. But with HBO, HBO is sort of a legacy act. They were around before streaming happened. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is executives that are more like, hey, we've been here before, and yes, this is a new medium, but we're okay waiting it out, and Netflix is jumping the gun. But I find that fascinating because, like, what is the deciding factor? Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, and I don't have this in my notes, but it, I, I did watch this, but Matt Damon was on Hot Ones. Mm -hmm. Great podcast where, you you know, you watch people eat super spicy wings yeah, and answer yeah. tough questions, but... The one scene that I loved is that Matt Damon was like, I mean, he made movies. Yes, he's a big movie star, but he's also behind the scenes and yeah, trying yeah. to produce stuff. So he's trying to work with all these streaming programs. Mm -hmm. And he like perfectly enunciated what used to be in that like studios would take a chance and put out your movie in theaters and maybe see how it did well. And if it didn't do well, maybe they'd recoup it in DVD sales. DVDs don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that's not even a factor. So it's either you do well in theaters or you do well in streaming. Mm -hmm. And like, how do you decide that now? And then like, that's kind of the reason we're not getting like original properties. We're getting a whole bunch of Marvel and Star Wars, which is great, but we're not getting like the weird offshoot. Like here's my buddy rom-com that mm -hmm. I thought up in, yeah, in, in yeah. my college dorm. Like we're not getting those stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. And what's happening now, I've noticed, there seems to be a kind of like grassroots movement with especially, and it seems to be coming from the world of stand-up comedians, oh, especially ones we follow, yep. that they're using their own money to make their own stuff and then putting it on their own platform. Exactly. There's a new movie out by the controversial Louis C.K. And Joe that, List, yep. Yeah, that you can go and you, the only place to get it is on Louis C.K.'s website. The movie's called Fourth of July. Yeah, and then I know that Tom Segura is doing the same thing right now. He's He couldn't get, he was trying to get a movie made, couldn't get it made anywhere. So he used only his own money to make it. 
And now that it's actually exists, yes. now I guess his people are saying like, well, let's shop this to streamers. And he's like, okay. <laughs> because he doesn't even really, because he's like, I'm just going to put it on my website if they don't take it. So whatever. And so it's interesting that yeah. that seems to be, they're taking the podcast mentality. I get you. Since this is our world and we can speak of this, of make your own thing, do your own thing. And now that they've become so successful in that and they have the money to move it over into the uh, motion picture world. Exactly. It's interesting. If the streaming services are being so hardcore that it's causing like artists and like original creators to do their own thing, I'm, I guess I'm for that as well. Yeah, Even yeah. if it does mean Netflix cancels my favorite show after season one, like that's always a thumbs down. Yeah. Like give it a chance. Like go back to any show you love. Go back and watch Cheers. Go back and watch Friends. Go back and watch Community. Yeah, yeah. Season one is always terrible. Yeah. Because you had to let it find its legs. Yep. And they're not doing that anymore. Yep. But mm. if them not doing that anymore means that like creators are just saying, hey, we're going to make it ourselves and put it out regardless of you, I kind of support that as well. Season, one of the best examples, and I'm not going to say Seinfeld because people use that all the time, but <laughs> because comedy is one thing. But one of the best examples is season one of The Sopranos is a totally different show. Exactly. It's weirdly different. It's Absolutely. almost like, is this supposed to be funny? It's it's hard to tell what they were trying to do there. Because they were finding their legs. Yeah, it was almost like a dramedy that first season. It was weird. But that's also HBO. Yeah. And maybe that's the factor in that while they're letting things sort of, sort of giving things their time because they yeah. know they've been there before. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Netflix is really just trigger happy. It's, it's how Fox used to be back in the day. I wonder oh why God. Fox was like that. Because the, the, we talked about it a million times, but the Simpsons knew it was going on, and that there's that one episode of Treehouse of Horror, yep, where they they <laughs> pan right. they pan by a graveyard, and all the graves were <laughs> all the shows that were canceled that year, That's and it. they filled the graveyard up with it. It was like Simpsons, Futurama, Family Guy, yeah. all of them, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that means it's not a new thing, but what makes those companies so trigger happy? Is it really just a money thing? That's that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. So we support HBO. I have watched the new House of Dragons. I'm a fan yeah. of it. I don't know if you've gotten into it yet. I have not seen it yet. Oh, well, then maybe it can be a future podcast, but... Can you get past the Doctor Who? Ah, that's okay. That's a funny <laughs> bit. So it's definitely Matt Smith. Every time I see him, it's like, you're Matt Smith. <laughs> you still look like a Muppet. <laughs> But here's the funny part. So his character is a Game of Thrones character in that he's really sort of skeevy and evil and jerky and lives in a medieval time where he can get away with being kind of a jerk. And I think he's having a lot of fun with mm -hmm. it. And that comes across. So while I can't not see Matt Smith, I do like the fun that he seems to be having. That's cool. Being an evil dude. That's cool. I wonder, there's it's so weird. There's so, There's some actors who you can't get past, and then there's some actors who you forget about. That's it. Even the most famous ones. The Tom Hanks is the best example. I use that all the time. That's it. Like you spend the first few minutes going, Tom Hanks. But then like after a while, you're like, that's Forrest Gump. That's the saving captain. What's his name? <laughs> I forget what his name. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> captain Corelli's mandolin. No, that's Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, captain Phillips. He's the captain now. Yeah. But no, like we said. He only plays captains now, by the way. That's it. The, I think the last like three movies. He was a captain in. Well, people make the same comment about Mel Gibson. Like, Mel Gibson only stars in a movie if he loses his son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we were talking about Daniel Radcliffe. Like, 
you could see him as Harry Potter for the rest of the things that mm-hmm. he's done, but he's done something to say, hey, I'm not Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm going to go all these weird routes. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that problem with Dan Radcliffe, mm. but for Matt Smith, it's like, Ugh, I don't know if it's your eyebrows or what. But <laughs> I see you, Matt Smith, every time. One last silly nerd alert, and I bring this up because it's kind of a theme for our podcast, oh. but there's a show coming on Hulu. Yeah. And it's called Reboot. Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer for okay. that. Okay. And this is a totally fictional thing. Like, none of this is based on something we already know about. But it's playing on all the things we've already talked about. It's super meta, and it's a it's a TV show about bringing back an old TV show called Step Right Up, which <laughs> seems like it would fit perfectly in a TGIF. Yep, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. TGIF. Uh, Thursday night must-see TV Mm -hmm. sort of TV show, but they're bringing everybody back and they're rebooting it, trying to make money or get these stars famous again. It's so meta. It's so funny when I love self-aware stuff. Exactly. It's so self-aware because the executive is like, I'm looking for something fresh and new. And then the person's like, what if we remake this old thing? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. And it there's a couple of points in there where they kind of hit on that. They hit on what we've been complaining about. So it's kind of nice to know that there's some people out there who know. And that's that's what's interesting to me about the show in general and the trailer that you can go watch. But they do seem it is super self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like... There are the industry insiders that are like, oh, no, this will be a good thing. And then, like, the actors that are like, uh, well, maybe, like, isn't this sort of, like, cliche or tropish? Right. But uh, they're bringing heavy hitters in for yeah, this. Yeah, the it's cast is great. Keegan-Michael Key, mm-hmm. Judy Greer, Johnny Knoxville, Paul Reiser, Paul Reiser. who seems to have this renaissance, renaissance going. Yeah. I'm I'm all for the Paul Reiser yeah. Renaissance. The yeah. the Riser Sons. Riser Sons. The Duffer brothers are like the Tarantino of this current era. They I they're it. pulling they're pulling people out that they used to love from back in the day and then John Travoltaing them. Absolutely. Yeah. Giving them a new life. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the just based on the trailer alone, it seems self aware. It seems like the comedy is really smart. The show is done by Stephen Levitan, who was one of the executives and producers behind Modern Family, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of gets slammed on the internet, but I love it. Modern Family. Modern Family gets slammed on the internet? Why? Uh, because it, it did kind of get one note in the later seasons, okay, but well, you can say that about any sitcom. Yeah. But as a sitcom in general, like that's solid writing. Yeah, it's so a good it was, time. Yeah, it's really, it's one it's one of the best, I think. And very smart for what it does. Like right. it, it plays for stupid characters and sort of slapstick sometimes, but yeah. it's still... Like, Anything that makes a lot of memes, you <laughs> know, you the, the one with the dad doing the... That the pointing the, and thumbs up <laughs> that's or whatever. It. That's, that's it. Oh, Phil Dunphy is my yeah. spirit animal. Like, if you want to talk about a, a, a stupid adult that sort of has things go right, it's like, oh, I kind of relate to that. <laughs> you know what? I think, and then now that I think about it, here's more tangent. The I think a lot of the internet hate, though, unfortunately, comes from the kids on that show growing up in the social media world and then oh. kind of getting out there and kind of being kind of on the influencer tip. I get and it. I think that. It has some pushback by other people on the internet. That's definitely a factor, though. Yeah, because um, like what Ariel Winter is that one of the girls? That's him? Yeah, uh, there's. I think that might have been some of the thing because people can be mean to to young actors, and oh. it's it's terrible. It's hard. I can't even imagine being thirteen coming up in yeah. that world. <clears throat> so, I, I, but the know. the the son that plays Luke on that show mm-hmm. is an actual Mensa member. Like he's a genius. Yeah. 
but he has to play the dumb sort of like teenage <laughs> boy on the show. So people are like, you're a dumb teenage boy. He's like, no, I'm actually I'm a genius. Yeah. But this, I mean, it's just, there's so much funny stuff in there. And it seems like they're bringing that to that reboot TV show. Uh, I am disappointed that it's not a reboot of the animated show Reboot. I don't know if you remember that about the robots and the androids. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That might have been a generational thing for me. No, I don't know what that is. Okay, no relation to that, which is sad for me. But uh, it is coming to Hulu uh, later this month, September 20th, so... Check out Reboot. It yeah. seems like it's going to be a fun time. Seems like it's great. But that's it. That's all my nerd alerts. That's mm. all I got. I got some trivia and stuff, but I think I'll save that for next time. Ooh, trivia and stuff for next time. As a, as a teaser trailer, tune in next time for the fun stuff I didn't mention this time. <laughs> cut for time. It's the cut for time segment. That's it. <laughs> well, those are all our nerd alerts. We got into all kinds of fun stuff. We want you guys to tell us what you're excited about. What do you guys think? We want to know what your most favoritist horror movie series is. That's it. Do you think Halloween needs to settle down and figure out what the lore is like Mikey does? (laughs) Do you like Netflix over Hulu or do you like HBO over all of them? Which is the streaming service that seems to be the best? Yes. Not not only that, who's doing it the best? I agree. Yes. Netflix is not you. (laughs) Sorry, Netflix. They're riding that Stranger Things wave hard. They're so trigger happy. You said Fox earlier, and that is sort of the older generation reference, but it is the same, same. It's exactly the same thing because, um, yeah, it's the same thing. Anyway, (laughs) talk about that all night. (laughs) Uh, We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please continue to like and share this podcast. Let your friends know about it. Say, hey, there's these two goofy guys that talk about stuff, and they're a good time. Yeah. If I do say so myself, <laughs> we want you guys to tell us what you think. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also Gmail us at assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, hey, Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? I want an elevator pitch. We're talking about trailers and pilots <laughs> and streaming shows, and the elevator pitch is 10 seconds of your hottest opinions, <laughs> like delivered while we're in the elevator because I'm the executive that's going to pull the trigger and say, yay or nay. <laughs> Probably going to say yay because I'm an optimist, but, you know, make it make it quick and snappy. Elevator pitch. Hit us up. So thank you guys again for listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment. Jazz are for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week for some more hot pop culture talk. Nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts. Shutting down nerd alert feed. Nerd alert. It is now over.